Glory to God. Friday night, Faith Life Church. It's a good time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I'm sitting there, my your pants. You got, you got, you get, you end up with a wallet and a and a microphone and your keys. And you know, I don't know who came up with the skinny pants idea. <laughs> Do I look like somebody that needs skinny pants? <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't want skinny pants. If I, nah, I'm not gonna go in first. <laughs> I like my pants where I can fit my wallet and, and a microphone and my keys. Glory to God. And if my wallet keeps getting fatter, that's why I need fatter pants. Right? Because, right, the blessing of the Lord makes you fatter. And it's your wallet, and it makes your pants fit tighter. That's the way it works. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Let's open up our Bibles to Hebrews 6. Let's talk about... Hope. How about talking about hope? Thank you, Lord. You know, there's, uh, there are words in the English language that we devalue words in the Bible with. And hope is one of those that's been greatly devalued by English language. And, uh, and, and we take the power out of it. Um, you know, and hope is such... A vital part of faith. You know, years ago I was uh, lifting, I was bench pressing, and, and you know, I think it's probably been five, six years ago anyway. I was working out, and I went and brought the bar down, and to go went to go back up, and this arm went up just fine, and this arm stayed, and I mean, literally, I couldn't push it up, and I thought, what in the world is wrong with my arm? You know, and I thought, and so, you know, of course, I'm bench pressing, so I'm checking my chest muscles and making sure everything's good there. And, I mean, literally, I had to struggle and sway, and, and I got it finally. And, and I wasn't lifting anything heavy. I was just warming up. So, I mean, this wasn't heavy weight because I don't do that anymore because I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, when, when I was young, I had to and I, I, I needed to for what I did. I don't have to do that no more, so I was just lifting just to, because I thought I would once every month just to see how it works out for me. <laughs> but anyway, I called a friend of mine that's a bodybuilder, actually, and I said, what, what in the world happened? And he said, well, he said, there are, uh, there's a little muscle in the back of your shoulder. And he said, if it is strained or pulled, you will have no power to bench press with that arm. And uh, called my athletic trainer daughter today to find out what muscle that was. And she said, I don't know, there's four of them. And she named them off, and I couldn't have told you what their names were anyway, even with my professorship. <laughs> but she said no matter which one of those wasn't working, they all make up the rotator cuff. And so if one of them wasn't working, it would not matter how strong my chest was I could not bench press. Hope is that to faith. Hope is that exactly to faith. Faith is, you, you could have great faith and lose hope, and your faith would mean nothing. Because you'll get out of faith exactly what you hope for. Amen? And that is why we don't want to devalue and make that word something that it's not. What it means is an anticipation, an expectation, confident expectation. It doesn't mean a wishy-washy, I hope it happens. It means I'm anticipating that it's going to happen. And God's anticipation isn't, I'm checking to see if it will. I'm just waiting on it. I'm anticipating its arrival at any moment. If we're believing God for healing, and we go to 1 Peter 2.24, and it says, By His stripes ye were healed, right? Then we put our faith in that word. We have a word from the Lord that by His stripes we were healed. 
And so we believe that word, and then we anticipate the healing. We anticipate our health. Amen? We don't sit back and say, now I wonder if that's going to work. Right? Because not anticipating is the opposite of anticipating. Right? It's not, well, I anticipate it might happen, but... No, see, that's not anticipation. Right? Remember the old ketchup commercial? Huh? And the song? What was it? Carly Simon? Yeah. Still trapped. Anticipation. You got the ketchup bottle, and you're waiting, and you're waiting... But if you really want ketchup, you know it's coming. You know that ketchup's coming out of there, and you're going to have ketchup. And and if you have no hope, you'll set the bottle up. Say, I guess I wasn't meant to have ketchup. I had faith I could see the ketchup in the bottle, but I couldn't get any ketchup. Huh? And you'll go without ketchup the rest of your life, and you'll have faith that ketchup exists, but you'll have no anticipation or expectation of having any. Amen? It's not enough to believe God's good. It's enough to believe He's good to you and anticipate that goodness in your life, which could be another way to define hope. It's an anticipation of God's goodness. It's an, on, it's an anticipation of what He's promised you're going to receive. You've got a word and you're believing and your hope is the anchor to that faith. Amen? Let's look at, let's look at the word real quick. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us already, isn't He? I'm excited about it. Because you don't want to take that word hope. You know, it says in Matthew that He'll... We'll go back. You know, I got sidetracked for a minute. But it says in Matthew that you'd be held accountable for every idle word. When we take hope and we make it a wish, it becomes idle. It's an inoperative, non-working word at that point. When you take it and, and put it into practice like God meant it, it's a spiritual force, not just a word in the vocabulary. And it is a spiritual force that will change your life forever because it will take your faith and make it sight. Amen? Amen? Because now what you were believing for, you're anticipating. And you take the anticipation and you're now anchored. Your faith is now anchored in hope that what God said He was more than able to do and you won't let go and you won't pull up anchor. You're anchored in the Word of God and what you believe. But you've got to have that anchor. Because the enemy is going to try and pull you off. He's going to try and get you going a different direction, thinking a different way. He's going to try and throw some tradition in there. He's going to say something like, he's going to say, well, yeah, that happens for other people, but that won't happen for you. You know, I wished it would. I really wished it would. But it just doesn't happen for everybody. You know what? Everything you hoped for, you received. Everything you ever hoped for, you received. Right? God kind of hope. Based in faith. Working by love. Amen? Amen. And, And you know, some of those things we miss out on those steps. You start with love, you go to faith, and then you hope. Right? You have an earnest expectation and anticipation of the faith that you have operating by love is coming to pass. Amen? Look at Hebrews, what did I say, 6? Yeah. Um, Look in verse, uh, well, let's go to 18. It says, he's talking about Abraham and that he, the promise he made, well, I guess we may have to go to 16. Let's try 16, see if that's where I want to start. Um, No. I I don't know. Go back to 18. Go back to 18. Anyway, he's talking about where he told Abraham, so shall thy seed be. That was the word Abraham believed. Abraham believed when they said, so shall thy seed be. And then he, he, that was the promise to Abraham. And then he said, I'm going to swear it to you. He said, I'm going to give you a promise with an oath. And he said, I promise by me. 
Because <laughs> there's nobody greater. <laughs> I mean, when God was looking for somebody greater to, to, to make an oath, there wasn't anybody, so he swore by himself. And then and this verse says that by those two immutable things, what two things? His promise, his word, and his oath. That he can't lie. He can't break his oath, and he can't lie. He can't say something that won't come to pass. People say, well, he said things that didn't come to pass in my life. They came to pass, though. What comes? He doesn't work in our lives according to his ability, right? right. How many times have we heard it from Brother Moore? He works according to our faith. Right. Amen? And so our faith needs to be in his word, and our expectation needs to be in the faith that's in his word. Amen? By those two mutable things, God can't lie, we might have a strong consolation who, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. What are we laying hold of? The, the expectation, the anticipation, the confidence in His Word and in His inability to lie and in His inability to break covenant. We're basing our hope, our anticipation in that. If one of those things happen, that's the only way we can't receive. One of those, and we wouldn't receive anyway because the world would explode. The minute, the, minute, the, the, the minute he broke covenant or lied, the world would immediately explode because it's, it's upheld by the word of his power. So it, it would just be gone. Amen? So we, we lay hold of the anticipation, the confidence set before us. Verse 19, which hope? The hope the confidence that was set before us, we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth in to that which in the, within the veil. The, uh, the anchor of hope is sure and steadfast. If you've got faith and you're, and you're in a place where you decide to stand, Amen. you're going to need something to keep you from going like this. You're going to keep, need something to keep you from wobbling, from, from sinking, from turning. And what you have is an anchor. You have hope. Hope will anchor your faith until it receives what's it, what it's anticipating. Because when you truly hope, you're, you're ready to stand forever. Why? Because it, you're just waiting on it. It's like the ketchup. It's coming out of the bottle. <laughs> Amen? It's not, it's not a will, one, will it happen. It's waiting for it to happen. And hope works with patience, and patience is joyful endurance. So you're happy while you're waiting for what you're grounded in, what you're anchored to in, that, in the Word of God through your faith. Now you, faith hope without faith, there, you wouldn't even need it because you've got no faith, got no Word, got nothing, nothing to anchor. It'd be like taking your anchor out of the boat and saying, I need to go out here and swim in the water and see what I can. You can't wait. You've got to have a boat. In the water before you need an anchor. you got to have faith in God's Word before you need an anchor. But when you have that faith, there, there's a time where it's time to stand and believe. And you're going to need that anchor, that hope, that earnest expectation, that anticipation. And anticipation is an excitement because you know it's going to happen. Amen? It's not a question. You're not sitting there wondering. You're not like Peter on the water. You know, he's stepping on the water. Think about Peter. This is who we talked about last time I preached, wasn't it? Peter, he gets out of the boat. He's got a word from the Lord. Come. He hooks his faith to that word. And in hope, he steps out on the water. Right? And so he's walking on the water. And he looks around. And he says, this is hopeless. This is hopeless. And his faith is no longer anchored. And he's not looking at the, at the word he had faith in. And he sinks. And he's smart enough to say, save me. But we don't want to look. Hope believes in the impossible. Amen. It's, it's not moved by the impossible. Everything is possible to him that believes, and hope hooks on to him that believes. It, it hooks on to that faith, and hope it gives you the staying power, amen, to stand in anticipation 
And it's not just, ah, I've been standing, 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 standing. <laughs> Called the church, you know what they told me? Stand. <laughs> Called my faith buddy, you know what he told me? Oh, yeah, he reads the verse. Having done all to sin, stand there. Not a sin. I'm just standing. Don't know how long I got to stand. You know, that is not anticipation at all. And you're not even standing, actually. <laughs> you're miserable. And you'd be better off to find a different way because you're not on plan A. You're on plan Z. Amen? I've been there. That's how I know. I remember when we were believing for things when it wasn't going well in the businesses and different things. and I'd call mom. Wrong person. <laughs> you know, you, you think you're going to get some sympathy from mom, but no. No, no, you're not going to get any sympathy. You're going to get compassion. Yeah. And compassion says, stop that. Right. You're not in faith. Now quit it. You stand. Right. You know better than this. You know what the Word says. You stand. You get up there and you hook on and you believe you're going to have it. So it's no different than when you were eight, believing believing First Peter two twenty four. That's the same way you believe for for finances for what you're doing right now. You grab hold of the word of God, you hook on, and you refuse to let go. And if you got that anchor of hope, then you do it with joy. Amen. And see, these are the words that the devil wants to mess up. He wants you to think hope is a wish. You know, he wants you to think hope is, well, Eeyore. <laughs> have a good day, Eeyore. Well, I sure hope I do, but I never do. I won't have a good day. Nobody really cares if I do anyway. They won't help me. They didn't do anything for me. They won't listen to me. Why would they listen to you? You're dragging them down. Right? Right? What they need to do is just what my mom did. Stop! You're not talking faith. You're talking unbelief. You're taking yourself farther and farther away from the promise that God wants you to have with all His heart. He bought and paid for you to have. You're purchased, redeemed, ready to go. And, and your hope is inside you if you'll just let it out. I remember when, when the business looked like, oh, yuck, I didn't even want to go in because I knew the only calls I was going to answer were people wanting money. And it was horrible to go in on that. But I still went in. Because there was something in me that said, you know what, this is going to work out. It would have been easier to quit. Quitting is the easiest thing you'll ever do. And the hardest thing in your life. If you do it, it won't help you one bit. But there's something in you if you have hope. That'll that'll, be that little voice. Go one more day. Just go one more day. It's, it's an anchor. It's saying, you know what? I know you want to move, but I've got you anchored right here. Just go one more day. Right. Yeah. Amen? And, and, and it keeps you moving towards the things of God. When, when you're believing for health in your life and, and you wake up and you don't feel good, reach down deep because there's that little voice in there saying, you can do this. You can do this. We have a word. Don't quit on that word. Because if you leave the anchor down, if Peter would have left the anchor down, he'd, he'd have walked all the way to Jesus. Yeah. But, but when we look around and we look at all the problems and think of all the reasons that this isn't possible, what, what we're doing is we're pulling the anchor up. And all of a sudden our faith is wavering over here, staggering over there, and then the next thing it's capsized. Why? Because you needed an anchor. Because you lost hope and you became hopeless. Faith without hope is no anchor. Right? Say, Dave, where's that in the Scripture? It's in there. Amen. Let's look at it. Romans 4. Romans 4. Romans 4 and verse uh, 18. 
Let's look at it in the Young's literal translation. Look. Wow, you guys like right in there. Me, me and the screen team right there. Boom. It's talking about Abraham who against hope, in other words, just like Peter, you can look at the wind and the waves, and the truth is before he ever got out of the boat, he couldn't walk on the water. Abraham is 99, his wife's old, past, past the time of having kids, and that would tell you there's no hope, right? But Abraham wasn't believing in natural things. His faith was based in, in blessing I'll bless you, in multiplying I'll multiply you, and so shall thy seed be. His faith was based in the word of God. And so, against hope, in, let's say, against hope, in hope, did believe. So, in hope, he believed. He, he, he had hope, so he hooked on to what he believed. See, that, that's a, the first thing you've got to have to do, faith. What, what's the rules of faith? We've been taught them. First thing, you've got to have a word from God. Right? right? Yep. You believe that word, then you act, right? Yep. And then he takes care of it. Right? Right? And in this case, Abraham had a word from God. The world said, you're old. You can't have no kids, you're old. Right? The world said, you're never going to have prosperity. You grew up in a blue-collar, poor family. You're going to be poor all the days of your life. The world said, you can't pay those bills. There's too many of them. The world said, your kids, they're going to they're be rebellious all the days of their life. They're, they're running amok every day. What are, they, what are you going to do with them? The world is not where you want to get your reports. Right? When the, when the world starts talking about your kids, you say, all my kids are taught of the Lord. Right? All my kids will grow up into the, into the blessing of God that He created them to be. They'll fulfill. I, I, it's not my job to tell them what they're supposed to be. It's my job to fill them with what they need to be what they're supposed to be. Yes. Parents, <laughs> it's not your job to tell your kids what they're supposed to be. It's your job to fill them with everything they'll need to be what they're supposed to be. Amen. You want them to find out what that is. Amen? My mom never told me, you're supposed to preach the gospel and you quit doing this. Fact is, she had a prophecy that I would do this someday and never told anyone. Wrote it in a book. I saw it after she passed away and I was already doing this. Glory to God. It's not my, it wasn't her job to tell me. It was my job to find God's will for my life. Amen? We can direct, but, but we can't push. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. God always tells me what I'm supposed to do. He never, if he, somebody else comes to me and says, God told me what you're supposed to do, I'm like, huh, I wonder why he didn't tell me. <laughs> now, if the Moors come to me and say something, I'm going to say, ooh, I might have been missing it. Why? Because I'm submitted to them. I'm under them. Right. right? But just Joe Schmo comes up. <laughs> you know, I, I might question that. At least test that prophecy, really, right? right? Where'd we go? We're way out here. Parents, you heard me, right? I had to hear myself. Because it's a lot easier to dress them when they're five than it is when they're 15. They wear whatever you want when they're five. When they're 15, they come down and you're like, no, no, not thinking that's what you're wearing today. And there comes a time where you say, you sure that's what you're wearing? Rather than saying, you're not wearing. Because they got to make that choice. Tough day for dad. Right? Tough day for mom was six when she decided she wants to dress herself for first grade. <laughs> and, and mom had it all picked out. <laughs> but we had a hope. Steadfast. Back to the message. <laughs> steadfast that our child would grow up and serve the Lord. Amen? All the days of her life. We had scripture. We had the children's scriptures. My mom always typed them out. She typed on the old typewriters. And she'd type them out, and we still got them. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Anyway, 
Um, back to Yeah, let's go back to there. Who against hope, he was too old to have kids. Sarah was too old to have kids. There was no way naturally this was going to happen. But he had hope in the faith that he had in God's Word. He had faith that what God said, not only would it come to pass, but he was able to do it. So Amen. if you just look, it said, in hope, did believe. In other words, by, by, by hope, he hooked on to the faith, to the, the faith he had when God said, remember what it said? He said, God said, Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. Uh, your seed will be greater than all the sands of the seashore. And it says, and Abraham believed. Mm-hmm. Right? Amen. And Abraham believed. That's our first step. God says, God says, I'll meet all your needs according to my riches and glory. I'll bless you abundantly, and my blessing will make you rich, and I'll add no sorrow to it. And you say, I believe that. I believe that word. And then you begin to anticipate it. You take hope, and you hook on to your faith, and you say, I'm anticipating that what I just heard from the Lord is coming to pass. Amen? And people say, well, yeah, but it can't come to pass because all this would have to happen and this would have to happen. There would have to be a whole chain of events. And did, I, did we see anywhere where Abraham said, God, how's this going to happen? Because then he'd have been like, what, Zachariah, and God would just put in his mouth where he couldn't talk. Right? But he didn't ask how it was going to happen. Why? Because he believed the Word. You don't have to ask how when you believe. And then when you add your hope in there, and now you're anchored to what you believe. He was anchored with hope to what he believed for his becoming the father of many nations according to that spoken by the Lord, so shall thy seed be. His hope was in that. His faith was in that. His hope was in his faith. Amen? So shall thy seed be. Next verse. And not have... Okay, let's go to the King James. I'm not going to be able to read Young's literal anymore. And not being weak in faith. In other words, he had a strong faith anchored. His faith is now anchored. Not being weak in faith, he didn't consider his own body. Right? Body was now dead when he was about 100 years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't look at the wind. He didn't look at the waves. He didn't turn his head. Why? He's anchored in what he believes. He's anchored. He's got hope against hope that what God said, he was able... And then he says, stagger not. How do you stagger not? You anchor yourself. And then it doesn't matter how hard the wind blows. You're not staggering. It doesn't matter how hard the waves crash. You're not wavering. Why? You're anchored. Your faith in that word is anchored in your hope in God. Amen? And then he was strong in faith... It says he staggered not at the promise. Why? Because you can't. He was anchored. There's no staggering. If we're staggering, get some hope. Put down an anchor. Put down an anchor. How do you do it, Lord? You said, "So shall thy seed be." You said, "By whose stripes I'm healed." I anchor on that word. I believe it, and I hope in it. I'm anticipating full health in the name of Jesus. I'm anticipating overcoming anything that comes against me. I'm, I am confident in your ability, and I'm expecting all the goodness of God to flood my life and make sure that whatever needs to happen to get me through, according to your word and my faith, we're going through. Amen? And when we do, it gives glory to God. Why? Because you don't stagger in unbelief. When we forget our hope, people say, you still believe in God? Yeah. Yep, still believing. (laughs) Are you now? (laughs) And you know what happens if you say, I don't know if you're in faith or not. Yes, I am. I'm in faith. Don't tell me I'm not in faith. I've been in faith, faith longer than you've ever known faith. I was listening to faith. I got verses. And I'm in faith. <laughs> if, if you get mad, that's a pretty good sign that if you were in faith, the love operation stopped a long time ago. And so your faith's hurting. Right? And not only that, if you get mad and stay mad, you're, you're really going to have to check it out. 
Right? There's one thing for it to irritate you. They just told me I wasn't in faith. I can't believe they just told Lord, can you believe that? And he'd say, yeah, you're not. <laughs> right? And then it's time not to, to get mad at them, but examine yourself. Do you be in the faith? Are you anchored by hope? Or are you movable? To do, the poss- to do the impossible or for all things to be possible, you have to be immovable. That's what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, right? The, the thing about it was when we came into the church every day and we saw Mrs. Moore sitting in the office, she would beat us in here. and We didn't sleep for weeks. We'd just go home and get how many ever hours it was between the time you quit till you started again. And it wasn't very many. And she'd beat us in here. Why? Because everything was possible to her. She was anchored in the Word that they had, that we're supposed to do this and have it done by us. And she put her anchor down. And I can tell you one thing. When they put their anchor down, quit fighting. Because you ain't pulling that boat nowhere. (laughs) It is right there. Best thing you can do is figure out how to get the job done so we can pull the anchor up and go to the next job and put down the anchor. Because once that happened, all things became possible and the anchor never came up. And as long as that hope every day, yeah, this is going to get done. There was an anticipation at that point from everybody. I mean, we'd walk in there, we'd be like Peter, and we'd look at it and there's no concrete in the floor. Those chairs are stacked up here and there and it's dusty and it's a mess and, and we got a wall torn out over here, and we got to take a concrete pit, and we're like, wind, waves, anchor. Right? And if we stayed hooked, our hope, their hope, in that word that they believed, then everything worked. Amen? If we stay hooked, just like Abraham doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. God gave me a promise. Doesn't, make sure, you know, don't use God as your excuse. Make sure it's from God. You know, people tell you stuff. I remember years and years <laughs> teaching a Bible study, and, and these young guys, they said, well, we're supposed to be missionaries to Acapulco. <laughs> I'm like, isn't it interesting that God chose Acapulco for you? <laughs> right? I'm supposed to be the missionary to Hawaii. Right? It's not, not like they walked in and, and said, I need to be the missionary to the most third world nation you could be. They were going to Acapulco. And I'm sure there's unsaved people in Acapulco. But I think maybe in their young minds, they wanted to go to a nice warm beach. And this was the way to get there. And they could conveni- conveniently use God as he told me to do it. I could be wrong. It just didn't seem right. And they never went to Acapulco, <laughs> needless to say. Don't even know, unless they're there now. I haven't seen them in years. But we don't want to use false pretense because that hurts other people's faith. If they truly believe you're in faith, make sure you are. Make sure you have a word from the Lord. Amen? To, concerning what you're believing. But, but when, when we know it's within God's will, when you're talking about healing or abundance or peace, or joy, or salvation of any kind. You know, salvation, we have the hope of salvation. What is that? That's the anticipation of health. That's the excitement and the um, confidence in, in, in being delivered and, and having a refuge. And it's, it, the hope of salvation is true anchor in every good thing that God ever promised us. Amen? And, and we don't want to lose that by, by using I'm in faith as an excuse to not be... <laughs> Never mind. That's enough of that. You know what I mean. Stay away from that. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Where, where were we? Romans 4.18. Look at, uh, look at 4.18 in the uh, Weiss translation. says, 
Yeah, who being beyond hope. In other words, this makes it real simple. Abraham and Sarah, they were beyond hope. In other words, they were hopeless if they're looking at this in the natural. In other words, your body can't have a kid. Your body can't make a kid. The end. Hopeless. So being beyond hope, upon the basis of hope, they believed. Amen? What they believed? They believed the Word of God, and they anchored their hope in what He believed. And doing it that way in order that they might become what God said they would be. So when we believe God's Word and we anchor it with God's hope, then we begin to receive the things that God... And, and then our faith is strong. It, our faith is not moved because He's going to try and move it. Be assured He's going to try and move it. Look at First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians... I haven't even got off one page, have I? First Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 8 in the King James. It says, But let us who are of the day, uh, in verse 5 I think it is, he says, You're the children of light. Walk as children of light, not as children of darkness. We're the children of light. We should walk in light. So he said, so, look at that. They're so, (laughs) But let us who are of the day, of the light, be sober, putting on the breastplate, of faith and love. You know, there's so many times that faith and love are put together and then hope's right behind them. Why? Because they're the big three. Right? You get those three working in your life, things are coming to pass. You're doing things for the kingdom of God that you had no idea you would ever do. Because you began to operate in love and your faith hooked onto that love, which makes it unstoppable. And then your hope came in to, to anchor it and you were immovable. Amen. And so every possi- everything to you became possible. That's right. Amen? And he said, he said put, put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Why, why do he want you to put hope on your head? Because that's where he's going to try and tell you you're hopeless at. Right? What, what was Peter doing when he walked on that water? What was he doing? He was looking out his eye holes that are in his head to see the, the reasons he couldn't walk on the water. And the devil was in his ear saying, you can't do this. And all of a sudden, hope became hopeless. And the anchor left. And the faith started moving with the waves. And he was no longer in faith. Why? Because he tries to get to your head. If you, if, if you drop your shield, he'll hit you right there. I mean, he wants your heart first. But most people, they'll put their shield up. They're not, you're not getting to my heart. He says, i got to wait to your heart. I'll get, I'll get in your eyes. I'll get in your ears. I'll get to his heart. And that's why he says, put the helmet of hope on. Put on the helmet of hope where, where the enemy can't get in there in your head because the minute he does, that hope says, no, I'm anticipating the goodness of God in my life. I am expecting to be healed. I have a confidence that what he has said I believe and I'll have before the end of this day. Before, before, I, before I leave this earth, the promise of God is mine and I'll have it. Amen? And, and that is the hope. And, and it, you, we can't allow the things that the enemy says, you can't build this in four weeks. Right? Well, we have four and a half, actually. <laughs> yeah, four and a half. That's what the enemy said. And you know what? Then he'd get in your eyes and he'd say, yeah, look at her. Oof. And you'd just see yourself sitting there shaking your head and you go, oh. And you'd shake your head hard and say, get out of my head. The devil don't belong in your head. His stuff, when you anchor, stay anchored. Because what he's trying to get you to do, he's saying, this can't happen. Pull anchor. You need to go on to something else. Pull anchor. Quit. Right? Because the only way He can defeat us at any level is get us to quit. Right? And and you know, the hope of salvation, there are people that will never experience any part of that hope except going to heaven. But they'll still experience and they'll go to heaven one day. But the, the hope of salvation is so much broader than that that if we'll anchor, if we'll anchor ourselves 
that we'll put our anchor in the hope of that faith in that salvation, in the healing, in the deliverance, in the prosperity, in the peace. Everything that, everything that God ever offered, He offered through Jesus Christ. And He bought and paid for it, and it's ours. People say, well, I don't have it all yet. Anchor down. Anchor down. What part are you believing for today? Set your anchor. Let's get do it in the right order. Find your word. Find your word. Have faith in what he said. Set your anchor and refuse to be moved. Amen? Amen. Begin to anticipate. You know, if we, if we woke up in the morning and we anticipated the goodness of God every day in our, of our life, and, and when, somebody, when we woke up and somebody said, what's your day going to be like? Well, I hope it's good, but I don't know. Now, what if, what if we show people how to hope? Huh? What if they say, how's your day? And they say, I have the very strong hope and an earnest expectation and an anticipation. That's hard to say. And I am confident that the Lord's going to use me today, that there's going to be something good happen in my life today. I'm going to lead somebody to the Lord. I'm going to give them a word that takes them to a new place. I'm going to, I'm going to receive healing. I'm going to, I'm going to lead somebody to healing. I, I'm, got the Lord, I'm in hope. I have a hope that good things are going to happen in my life today. And, and, and then they think, wow, what kind of hopes he got? I, I wish things all the time. Nothing good ever happens for me because you're wishing, right? That's a non-anticipation. You know, people say that's anticipation for the bad. No, it's not even anticipation. It's no anticipation at all because you're not anticipating. Now, you could anticipate bad. You say you could be like the what, the hee-haw gang, gloom, despair, agony on me, huh? deep down depression. Boy, <laughs> how many ever watched hee-haw? <laughs> Did you sing that song with them? Lord, we pray for crop failure right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> We're having no gloom, despair, agony, no way, no deep depression. In Jesus' name, we don't got to. Amen. Amen. We're anchored in the hope of Jesus Christ that we have the joy of the Lord as our strength and the hope of God as our anchor and our faith in His Word as our everlasting ability to overcome anything that comes against us. Amen? Glory to God. Well, this is good. I like this message. Thank you, Lord. Where were we, First Thessalonians? Well, let's not go there anymore. You want to see somebody believe for healing with hope? Acts, Acts 3. Acts 3, verse 3-ish. Let's try 3. 3-ish. Three now go to 2-ish. Go to there we go. A certain man lame from his mother womb. They were going to pray. Well, I'll give you verse 1. Peter and John, we used to sing this. My mom taught this to us in Bible school at uh, Lone Star Baptist Church. Morris, uh, Morrisville, somewhere out there. Anyway, this was a song. Peter and John went to pray, met a lame man on his way. You know, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, let mom do it. She's probably, she's probably up there singing right now. <laughs> they, went to, they went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being, being about the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate, at the gate of the, of the temple, which is called Beautiful, that, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Verse 3, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask alms. They asked, he was asking for money from them. Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And his very first words could have shook him to his core. What's his very, very first words in verse? Well, he gave, well there we go. He gave heed unto them expecting that word expecting hope hope he was expecting to receive something of them so then peter's got an open door why he's expecting to receive something of them if you're witnessing to somebody if you can get them to expect to receive something from you not under false pretenses get them to say i got something for you it's going to be good too it's more than you could ever ask for amen then Peter said, and this could have shook him right here, silver and gold? I don't have any. 
And man, if you're, if you're sitting there for alms, you're like, can you get out of the way so I can see the other people coming? You're kind of blocking the other people's view of my sign. Hmm? <laughs> Needless to say, he didn't say that, did he? They said, he said, silver and gold, I don't have any. But I do have something. I got something to give you. Huh? He said, such as I have, I'm going to give you. And he's still expecting. He said, I don't know what I'm getting, but I'm getting something. And he said, and then he brought out the word of God. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And hope met faith in a moment of time. And that man rose up, ankles and legs became strong, and he went leaping, walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising. Huh? Yeah. Glory to God. And this, this was his, he expected something and he got something. If you expect nothing, that's exactly what you get. If you hope for nothing, I believe that faith stuff works, but I just don't know about me. You're not hoping for anything. You believe in faith, but you don't believe in anything. There's nothing for your hope to anchor. Amen? Find something to anchor to. You've got to have something you believe to anchor to. He believed when Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you can walk. Rise up and walk. And he believed, and he got what he expected. Glory to God. And he rose up and walked. Glory, and that, that's the things that God is looking to do through our lives, in our lives. Amen? If we woke up in the morning expecting something from God every day, well, not just for you, expecting something from God. Expecting Him to do something good in you and through you. Expecting to be healed. Expecting to walk in health. Expecting to have abundance. Expecting to have prosperity. Expecting to be peace in the middle of the storm. Expecting to to be the one that brings people together rather than pulls them apart. Expecting the goodness of God to manifest itself in and through your life. And and you, you you become a faith junkie, right? that's anchored in an immovable force called hope. Glory to God. And when we take our faith and we anchor it in that force of hope, then we are immovable. And we begin to see and do the impossible. And God begins to bring things past our, our life every day. Why? You're anticipating something. You're anticipating the goodness of God. You're anticipating an opportunity to show the goodness of God, and you're anticipating an opportunity to receive of the goodness of God every day because they both glorify God. It glorifies God to bless His children, and it glorifies God for His children to bless others. Amen? It, that glorifies God. Look at 1 Peter 3, and we're going to close because i got more notes. got a whole other page right here if we want, but we won't. Because we got where we wanted to go. How many, how many, uh, their hope is encouraged? Amen. How many can see that no matter how much, how little of weight you put on here, if your hope isn't working back here, then your faith doesn't mean much right here. And this is one of the strongest muscles in the body. And I couldn't push a third of what I normally could push. Right? And the, the muscle, is, uh, I think there was one called Terrace and one called something S, and he's speaking tongues with the rest of it. <laughs> and there, there's four muscles, though. But, but without hope, without hope, you'll lose faith. You, you, you won't stand. Yes. You need that anchor. It anchors your flesh from doing things that flesh does. Amen? Glory to God. First Peter, where did I say to go? 1 Peter 3.15. This is what we do every day. You wake up in the morning 
and you sanctified the Lord God in your heart. You set him apart as the Lord of your life, as, as, as your expectation. Everything that's going to happen in my life today, I'm expecting from God. I'm anticipating goodness. I'm, he, he's set apart as the one, the number one thing in my heart. And then I'm ready. What am I ready for? I'm ready to give an answer to every man that wonders why I'm so happy. Right? That wonders why when everything around me looks bad, I still anticipate good things happening. When they say, this is not going to work today, and we say, yeah, it'll work. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, we're going to come out. Oh, it will it'll be more than enough. Right? How many, how many people you think it, it were at the meal when Jesus started passing it out that, that said this isn't going to work? I don't think any of them did. I think they just started receiving. And because they did, the miracle continued. Amen. And it just continued. And, and then it continued even beyond everybody getting full until there was all baskets left. Amen? And, and it says, be ready because people are going to ask you. If you have an earnest expectation of goodness in your life and you have an anticipation that what you're believing is coming to pass in, the, in this time, then people are going to think you're weird but they're going to need you someday. Because it, their, their, their temple's falling apart and ours is raising up. Amen? They're, they're going down and we're coming up. Why? Because our hope is anchored in God's Word where our faith is based. Amen? We've based our faith there. We've put our anchor down. And we're refusing to be moved from anything else. And when sickness, can, when the whatever kind of flu tries to come, we're not having that. When, 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 when this, this causes this, we're not having that. When, when there are uh, economic doubt, no, we're not participating in economic downturns. We're having the goodness of God. We're anticipating good things happening in and through our lives. We want you to ask us why. And it's because we know Jesus Christ is Lord of our life. And He's raised us up and seated us together in heavenly places with Him. And we have a hope that cannot be stopped. And we are not looking at wind and waves. We're not wondering if we're too old or too young. We're just looking at the Word of God and we're moving on. And we're, we're having the goodness of God. And as you do, they'll hear it and they'll say, you know, I never believed that, but they're experiencing it. And they'll say, how can I have that? Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Whew. I'm happy about it. You guys got a song? Yes, sir. Let's sing it. Anchored in Jehovah, I shall not be moved. Anchored in Jehovah, I shall not be moved. I will be like a tree.